the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The church will yet arise. The winds of revival will blow through the church again. And serious men and women of faith with hearts filled with God's love will go out armed with the spirit to move the world by God's grace. That's Pastor Mark Finley, and this is Hope Lives 365. At Hope Lives 365, we believe God answers prayer. Keep in mind this telephone number throughout today's broadcast. 888-244-HOPE. Here is Pastor Mark Finley with today's Hope Lives 365. We've already pointed out that the kingdom of God parables relate to the church. They relate to the true church, a church that has doctrinal purity. We've already seen that both the foolish and wise virgins have the Bible in their hands. We've already seen that they both are waiting for the coming of the bridegroom. The other thing that's quite interesting is that they're together. They come to the same church every Sabbath. They sit in the same pews together. They go to the same fellowship meals together. So it's not that there's a separation at this point in the parable. The foolish and wise virgins are together. But the wise virgins answered, No, lest there should not be enough, that's oil for us and you, but go rather to those who sell and buy for yourselves. Whatever this oil is, it has to be purchased. It's interesting. It doesn't say go get it free. How do you purchase this oil? What is this oil? And why is it that the foolish virgins don't have it and the wise virgins do have it? While they went to buy, the bridegroom came and those that were ready went into the wedding and the door was shut. In other words, there comes a point in one's spiritual life, if you don't have the oil, whatever it is, you can no longer get it. And the question is why? What is this oil? Now, if I ask the typical Christian audience and the typical Adventist audience, what is the oil, what would they all say to me? Oh, I knew you were good Adventists. I knew that. They would say the Holy Spirit. Now, what would my question be to you? Why oil? What are some of the other symbols of the Holy Spirit in the Bible? Give me some other symbols of the Holy Spirit. What are they? Water, a dove, fire, what else? Wind. Was the symbolism of oil chosen accidentally? Why doesn't God say, if you need more water, go get it? Water in the Bible is always a symbol of cleansing. It's a symbol of quenching thirst. It's a good symbol of the Holy Spirit. Wind is always a symbol of power in the Bible. Jesus said to Nicodemus, the wind blows where it lists. You need spiritual power in your life. Why do you think that God precisely chose oil? And what is the significance of this oil? Afterward, the other virgins came saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, Assuredly, I say to you, I do not know you. So the foolish virgins, here's a special key about oil. Jesus says, I do not know you. They knew doctrine, but he did not know them. 
They had the word of God in their hand, but it never filled their hearts. They had an intellectual understanding of truth, but the oil of the Spirit never transformed their lives. So Jesus says, watch therefore. In other words, keep alert that your genuine, authentic, spiritual experience never slips away. For you know neither the day or the hour that the Son of Man is coming. Now the foolish virgins lacked the all essential oil. And let's spend a few moments studying oil. How do you know the deep significance of a biblical symbol? What is it that enables us to know? We go back to the Old Testament and we look at the major instances when oil was used. And we say to ourselves, what is the significance of oil and why is it so important here? Why does Jesus use the symbolism of oil here? There are three points I want to make. First, throughout the Old Testament, oil symboled total, complete consecration. When David, for example, was chosen to be king, he was anointed with oil. What does that represent? It represents commitment to a task. When the kings of Israel were chosen, they were anointed with oil. Remember when the sanctuary was built in Israel, when you have the priests, they were anointed with oil. In fact, oil was poured over their head, their hands were anointed with oil, their feet were anointed with oil. What does oil represent? First, oil represents a deep consecration to God and a desire to know God and have nothing between your soul and your Savior. Remember that old song, nothing between my soul and my Savior, not of this world's delusive dream. So oil represents a heart that is consecrated to God, a heart that yearns to know God. Oil represents the Holy Spirit coming into my life and making Jesus Christ the priority of my life so that there's nothing more important in my life than Jesus. You remember what Jesus said? He said, when I come, I'll send the Spirit to you, and the Spirit will testify of me. So the oil represents a consecrated heart, a consecrated mind. It represents a meaningful relationship with Jesus, where Jesus lives in our hearts, dwells in our life, and he becomes our top priority. So it's not that I simply come to church every Sabbath. It's not that I simply have in my brain an intellectual knowledge of truth. It means my heart is broken with a passion to know Christ. It means that my heart is burning with this desire to know Christ. It means that for me, Jesus is that which is number one in my life. Now, oil also represents healing. You remember in the New Testament, when the good Samaritan came across the wounded, broken, bruised, bloody traveler lying on the road of life, he put in the healing oil. Olive oil has been known for centuries as healing. What is this symbol all about? We come to Jesus. Our lives are consecrated to him. It's no make-believe religion. No playing games with God. And as we do, the oil of his spirit heals us deep within. The oil of the spirit heals our anger. The oil of the spirit heals our brokenness. The oil of the spirit heals our bitterness. The oil of the spirit comes into our lives and heals all that brokenness from childhood. The healing power of the Spirit comes into our lives and heals the relationships that are bridged between us and other people. The oil of the Spirit comes into our lives 
and the Spirit does something deep within inside of us that transforms us. Oil represents consecration. Oil represents a healing that occurs in the heart where the barriers of sin are broken down so that we can reflect his image. Now, oil also represents illumination or witnessing. Oil fueled the lamps in the sanctuary. So God will have a group of people with undivided hearts, a people that are consecrated to him like the priests and the kings were in the Old Testament, a people that have been healed by his grace. The power of grace not only delivers us from the penalty of sin, but grace delivers us from the power of sin. Grace not only delivers us from the guilt of the past, it delivers us from the grip of the past. The same grace that justifies us is the grace that sanctifies us. And the same oil of healing by the Spirit that comes and leads us to be totally consecrated to Christ, that same oil of the Spirit works within us to produce healing. Is there some aspect of your life that you need healing in tonight? Is there some brokenness in your soul? Is there something that you've been cherishing that stands between you and Christ? Is there a critical tongue? Is there a lustful desire in the mind? Is there some bitterness between you and somebody else? Is there the inordinate desire to make money in possessions and materialism more than Christ? Have sports so dominated your thinking and controlled your life that Jesus has become second place in your life? What is it for you that's the priority of your life? What is it for you that is the passion of your life? The foolish virgins had an intellectual knowledge of the truth, but they were never changed by the oil of the Spirit. God longs to have a people so filled with his spirit, so consecrated to him. See, the foolish virgins depended on the oil they acquired in the past. And any time you depend on a past spiritual experience, something that happened to you five years ago, ten years ago, our relationship with Christ is always today, today, today. Our relationship with Christ cannot be something we've depended on five years ago, 10 years ago, 20 years ago. I became a Christian, I'm now part of the church, and that's it. That's the foolish virgin mentality. That's the mentality of Laodicean complacency. The wise virgins know that today I must be filled with the oil of God's grace. Today, my heart must be undivided before God. Today, my heart must be healed before God. Today, he must fill me with the oil of his grace so I can be his light in the world. Notice, the call is made. Behold, the bridegroom is coming. Go out to meet him. And what happens? Our lamps are going out. In other words, we no longer know Christ intimately through prayer. Bible study has become boring to us. We've depended on a spiritual experience we had in the past, but like grains of sand, it slipped through our fingers. Like a bottle thrown against the wall and smashed, it's gone. I don't have it anymore. I can't tell you the number of people before or after meetings come to me and say, Pastor Mark, something's missing in my life. There's an emptiness in my soul. I used to really know Christ. I used to love the time of Bible study and prayer. I'm an elder in the church. I'm a deacon in the church. I'm a pastor. But I'm just going through the motions. My spiritual gas tank is empty. I'm really on dry. That's the story 
of the foolish virgins. See, God wants to do something for your life spiritually. He wants to revitalize that spiritual life. Pastor Mark Finley will continue with more in just a moment. Stay tuned. Hope Lives 365 is a donor-supported ministry. We step out in faith to purchase airtime on this station because we believe God is working through this radio ministry to touch tens of thousands of lives. Each of our messages is prayed over, biblical messages of hope and Bible truth. To continue, we need your support. We do not have a large ministry fundraising machine. We operate totally by faith. If you have been blessed by our ministry, go to our website, hopelives365.com, or call our toll-free number to make your contribution of any size today. That number is 888-244-HOPE. That's 888-244-4673. Here now, once again, Pastor Mark Finley. Does your heart still burn within you as you open God's word? It's the spirit that enables us to have those times of worship and fellowship in the quietness with God. Do you still sense his presence when you get on your knees to pray? You know, in my life, I fly all over the world, preach again and again and again. And one of the biggest dangers that I face is to be a foolish virgin. When I was at It Is Written Television, we had to raise $10 million a year to keep the TV on. When I took over It Is Written, our budget was about $4.5 million. When I ended, it was $10 million, and that was not subsidized by the church. That was all donation income. We had 30 people on our staff. If our budget went down, I had to lay off staff. That was so difficult for me to know that we'd affect the lives of people's families and homes if we didn't raise the adequate money. So the pressure was high. We had to produce a television program every week. We did them in combination, about 35, 36 a year, and then we rotated some of them. We got 200,000 letters a year. And I can tell you, there were times in my life where I felt that I was being drained spiritually. And I would say to my secretary... I'm going to go for a walk. I just need to be alone. And walk out among the trees and the hills and sit on a quiet rock. And I'd say to God, God, what is the meaning of life? Unless I know you personally, unless the power of God is moving in my life, everything I do is a sham. Everything I do is a pretense. And I'd cry before God. God, help me to be a spirit-filled man. Help me to be a man that knows you. And that comes across. You see, Christianity is not some merely intellectual head thing. It's knowing Christ. And it's having the oil of the Spirit change your life. Do you still love to take those long walks alone and part your soul to him? You know, for five years, we lived in St. Albans. And one of the places I used to love to go was down at the park at Verlomanium. I don't pronounce it right even today, but you know what I mean. And tonight, as the sun was setting, I said to myself, I need to be alone. And I went out for about an hour and just walked and prayed, walked around the lake, down there with the ducks, the sun was setting, and just thought about my own relationship to God. You see, how do you buy? Remember what it says, go buy oil. How do you do that? You buy it with the currency of time. You buy it with the currency of time. There is no quick fix to having a deep spiritual experience. There is no quick fix on that. You can't do it instantly. You know, we live in a society of instants. You take your jacket, what do we call that thing? Potato. 
you put it in the microwave, you right? And you push that microwave button, and where it used to take, ladies, how long did a jacket potato take to bake in an oven? An hour. How long can you do it now in the microwave? Four minutes. So you put that thing in the microwave for four minutes. That thing used to take an hour. And you say, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. I want to eat, you know, right? Right? I mean, at least before when you watch the telly, you had to get off the couch and walk over and push it, and you had about four channels. I mean, when I was here in England, we had four channels. Now, instant, man, they're watching four channels at once. Not four channels. One here, one here, one here, one here. They're pushing that thing. You got instant, you know. You go down to the store and you buy microwave dinners. Everything in our society is instant today. But you can't have an instant Christian experience. It takes time. Time before God. And one of the reasons that the foolish virgins are the foolish virgins is this. They run through life thinking that an intellectual knowledge is going to save them. While their hearts are barren and empty and they don't know Christ. So the reason why the foolish virgins could not get oil from the wise is because the wise had spent time with Christ. They had spent time in prayer. They had spent time with Bible study. Their hearts had been changed by his love and transformed by his grace. They were living new characters in Christ, and you cannot transform character. The oil represents the sanctifying grace of the Holy Spirit, which transforms the character and enables us to be lights of the world to prepare the way for the coming of the bridegroom. That's what the oil represents. Now, there is an abundant supply of heaven's oil for every one of us. Here is the incredible good news. Wherever you find yourself in your Christian experience tonight, there's enough oil for you. The Spirit of God longs to fill your heart with his grace. The Bible says, while the bridegroom was delayed, they all slumbered and slept. In this time of the delay of the bridegroom, Jesus invites us not to delay, but to come to him, to be filled with his grace, to come to him and have him speak to our hearts personally in those minutes of prayer, to come to him and have our hearts burn within us as the spirit talks to us through the word, to come to him and develop a genuine, authentic Christian experience. You know what one of the greatest dangers is, is delay. The Foolish virgins were waiting for the coming of the bridegroom when they should have been preparing for the coming of the bridegroom. They were waiting rather than preparing. You know, the story is told, it's a fictitious story of the devil gathering together all of his evil angels. And he said to them, let's talk about the most powerful temptation that we can give to the human race. And the story says, one of these evil angels said, I'll tell them there is no God. And the devil says, you're foolish to tell them there is no God. There's design all around us in nature. Where there's design, there's a designer. That argument is bogus. The next one says, I'll tell them there is no truth. And the devil says, there's a longing in every human being's heart for truth. They'll seek it someplace. The next angel says, I'll tell them there is no hurry. And the devil says, that's it. You tell them there's no hurry. You tell them to delay and delay and to delay. Tell them there is no urgency. Tell them that their experience they have is good and sufficient. A number of years ago, I was speaking not far from Southern Adventist University in Chattanooga, Tennessee, Collegedale, Tennessee, actually. I was outside of Chattanooga preaching. And I talked about the parable of the ten virgins. 
similar to what I did tonight. At the end of the meeting, a young woman, nursing student at Southern, this was many years ago, came up to me and said, Pastor, can we talk? I said, sure. We sat down. She was in her early 20s. And she said, Pastor Mark, when I came to Southern, I had a really on-fire experience with God. But you know, I'm taking 18 credit hours a semester. And she said, Pastor Mark, to tell you the truth, I just don't have time for devotions anymore. said, I used to really enjoy those times of prayer, but I've left that. I don't do that anymore. I don't study the Bible very much. Occasionally I might pray, occasionally I might study. But she said, I've lost something. And I know I lost it. She said, when I came into this meeting tonight, I know that I was one of the foolish virgins. I know that. said, I believe intellectually, but my heart's broken. I really don't know Christ. Can you help me? And we sat down and I said to her, let me give you a little experiment to try. And all I want you to do is try this for the next six weeks. I'm going to give you six chapters in the Bible, and I just want you to meditate on them. Every one of these chapters is on the death of Christ. And she wrote them down. Psalm 22, Isaiah 53, Matthew chapter 26 and 7, kind of as a combination, and Mark chapter 14 and 15, and Luke chapter 23, and John chapter 19. I had her write them down, and we talked about them. I taught her how to take each phrase and read it and pray over the phrase. I said, this is no speed reading. Let's go over it together. So we went through how to know Christ, how to get a meaningful experience out of the Bible. She called me about six weeks later, and she said, Pastor Mark, I will tell you, I'm not a foolish virgin any longer. She said, something is happening in my life that Jesus is just changing my life. She said, as I spend time with Jesus, the Holy Spirit is just filling my life. And she said, you know what? My studies are doing better than I thought they would do. I talked to her in November, and I didn't see her from November to June. About in June, I was preaching at an Adventist camp meeting gathering, and a woman walked up the aisle, and I said, well, that woman is familiar, but you know, when you meet a lot of people, it's hard to identify every person, and I said, I know that lady. She looks kind of like that lady who came up to me at my meeting and asked me about the foolish virgins, but I don't know if it's her or not, and I'm kind of fishing around, and she walked up the aisle, and she said, do you know who I am? And I said, I kind of think I do, but I'm not sure. She said, well, I'm not who you think I am. I said, now I'm really confused. Who are you? And she said, I'm the sister of the young lady that you talked to after the meeting on the foolish virgins. And she said, let me tell you what happened. She said, she came to your meeting in like October. You talked to her in November. She wrote in the flyleaf of her Bible, those Bible chapters you talked about. And she wrote in the flyleaf of her Bible, once a foolish virgin, now a wise virgin. She came home for Christmas vacation from school. And you may not have known this, but she had arrhythmia in her heart. She had a heart condition since she was a child. My father and her were shopping for Christmas gifts, and she had a massive heart attack in the store and died in my father's arms. Her sister has tears running down her face, and she says to me, Pastor Mark, when we went to her room to clean out her things, we found her Bible. Her Bible was opened, and it said on the flyleaf of the Bible, I know Christ now. I'm not a foolish virgin anymore. I don't know where you are tonight in your Christian experience. I don't know whether you have a burning, passionate experience with Christ. 
whether day by day you come to him in prayer and Bible study and it just fills your heart. Or maybe there's somebody here tonight that you know deep down in your soul there's something lacking. Deep down in your soul there's something missing. But you want it. You long for it. There are showers of blessing for you. The Spirit wants to touch your heart, fill your life, and transform it. The good news is, we don't have to be foolish virgins any longer. Are you fascinated by the prophecies of Revelation? Have you wished you could understand prophecy better? Do the symbols of the Bible's last book baffle you? God's Last Altar Call is just the book you need. Mark Finley clearly explains the events soon to unfold in this world. Be sure to call today for your copy, 888-244-HOPE. That's 888-244-4673. The book is yours for a donation of any size. Thank you for your generosity. Your donations keep this ministry on the air. Again, thank you for your support, 888-244-HOPE. That's 888-244-4673. Thanks for listening today to Hope Lives 365. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.